You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Wednesday, January 11th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about how right-wing networks from both Brazil and the U.S. fueled calls for violence, and experts accuse tech platforms of looking the other way. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. As rioters stormed government buildings in Brazil's capital, Brasilia, over the weekend, Leticia Cesarino, a professor of anthropology at Universidade Federal de Santa Catarina, watched a YouTube livestream by Brazilian right-wing influencer Didi Redpill. On the stream, the former reality TV participant filmed a mob pushing past a police line protecting Brazil's Congress and then into the building itself. The video stayed up for hours before being taken down. Didi Redpill's account is still active. For months, researchers and advocates have warned that Brazil was poised for its own version of the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol should the now former president, Jair Bolsonaro, lose his re-election bid in October. Now that an attack on Brazil's Congress has come to pass, those same researchers are accusing tech platforms, especially YouTube and Meta, of failing to stem the flow of dangerous disinformation. Those platforms are propagating extreme views held by the U.S. far right across the globe, people tracking developments in Brazil say. Brazil's own far right has been calling for military intervention in the government since 2016, says Flora Rebeo Arduini, campaign director at the advocacy group Some of Us. But the election of Donald Trump as U.S. president in November 2016, Arduini says, followed by Bolsonaro's win in Brazil in October 2018, ramped up the cross-contamination of narratives questioning the validity of free and fair elections. For Cesarino, the turning point for Brazil came in September 2021, when chatter about COVID mis- and disinformation turned to chatter undermining the upcoming presidential election. We're seeing a copy-paste of the strategies from the U.S. being imported to Brazil, says Arduini. And also an exchange of information between, for example, one-time Trump advisor Steve Bannon in the U.S. with the far-right leaders in Brazil, namely President Bolsonaro's son. In February 2019, the president's son, Eduardo Bolsonaro, joined a nationalist alliance called The Movement, formed by Bannon in Europe. 
On the right-wing social media platform Getter, Bannon has repeatedly claimed that the winner of Brazil's election, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, stole the election from Bolsonaro. Roberta Braga, director of counter-disinformation strategies at Equis Research, a research firm focused on Latinx communities, says she often sees right-wing U.S. figures like Tucker Carlson appear in viral social media posts in Brazil. She has observed extremist narratives from the two countries reinforcing each other. A lot of people that weren't maybe radicalized to this extent two years ago now are, Braga says. People in Brazil who used to think Donald Trump was a little bit crazy or was just absurd now actually vehemently believe that the election was stolen from him. And now, she adds, they think the same thing is happening to Bolsonaro. Experts say platforms have done little to prepare for an event like the attack in Brazil, despite the possibility being widely predicted. We met with all the platforms several times last year, says Nina Santos, a researcher at the Brazilian National Institute of Science and Technology in Digital Democracy. We've been in dialogue for months now, and we're highlighting the importance of having policies and rules in place for these exact things that happened yesterday. We suggested protocols, we suggested rules, we suggested policies, and nothing was done. The problem, says Santos, is that often platforms do not appreciate the potential impact of anti-democratic content. They'll take down content that incites violence, she says, but when people are calling for a military intervention, for example, they do not clearly associate military intervention with violence. While every expert who spoke to Wired noted that disinformation in Brazil spans nearly all social platforms, as well as private messaging apps like WhatsApp and Telegram, Marco Rudiger, director of the School of Communication at Fundacio Getulio Vargas, says that more visual platforms like YouTube and Instagram tend to be the preferred mediums for spreading disinformation. TikTok, while popular, was seemingly less impactful. Images and video can also provide a way for bad actors to escape text-based moderation systems. On YouTube, very frequently, we see influencers taking screenshots of posts and putting them into their videos, says Braga. That doesn't get flagged and taken down. This means that even if a piece of content is removed on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, a screenshot can live on in a YouTube video that continues to circulate. Braga also says that unevenness in content moderation, which is often strongest in English, means that altered or dubbed content might stay up, even if the English version is removed. Meta spokesperson Corey Chambliss says the company designated Brazil a high-risk location in advance of the October presidential election, and has been removing content encouraging people to invade government buildings. He also says that Meta is designating the storming of Brazil's Congress a violating event and is cooperating with Brazilian authorities. YouTube spokesperson Ivy Toy says the platform is removing content that violates its guidelines, including live streams and videos inciting violence, and that it is preventing ads from running alongside content that incites violence. Santos, however, was able to find Brazilian YouTube influencers streaming the insurrection who included a QR code that viewers could use to donate to the insurrectionist cause using the Brazilian payment portal PIX. Ella Irwin, vice president of Trust and Safety at Twitter, says her team has been removing content that violates our policies, including any content that attempts to incite violence. Irwin declined to say what steps Twitter has taken to safeguard the platform during and after the Brazilian presidential election, but she claimed it is prioritizing the processing of any legal requests for information related to any criminal investigations. 
Braga of Equis Research says that any steps taken by platforms or even lawmakers in Brazil or overseas will unlikely be enough to stop history from repeating again. Disinformation is a borderless phenomenon with limited jurisdiction, says Braga. Countries only have jurisdiction over their own borders, and social media companies only have jurisdiction over their own platforms. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, the slow death of surveillance capitalism has begun. Checking in on Wired Science, what's next for pig organ transplants? And on Wired Security, WhatsApp launches a tool to fight internet censorship. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.